everybody. Um, welcome to our podcast, Bible Deep. You got your girl here, Miss Glow. Um, and we are going to start off this first show. And I got two of my girls here. Go ahead. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I am Lady T, and I am excited to be able to be part of this podcast. And I am super excited to be with two of my girls. And I am ready to just chat it away. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm Mayor Bear. I am excited, too, to talk about the Bible and all of the wonderfulness of it, as well as everything else in between, so that we can shed some light on being a human being and a Christian is hard. But good. Yes, it is. Amen. So go ahead, Miss Lady T. Why don't you go ahead and pray us in? All right. All right. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace, Lord. We thank you for your love and kindness towards us, Lord God. Father, we know that we are imperfect, but you love us anyway, and you protect us each and every day. So, Lord, you know exactly what we need each and every day, and you provide even before we ask. So, Lord, we ask that you will bless this podcast, Lord God. Speak through us, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit be present with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Join us, God. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. All right. So, today is, like I said, our first podcast. And we're going to do kind of an interesting story. Uh, we are um, doing a story from 1 Kings 22, verses 1 through 40. Um, and I am going to go ahead and let Mayor Bear take it over. She's going to give us a summary of this beautiful Bible story. Okay. So uh, y'all bear with me because uh, I'm going to tell this in my own little way. And uh, yeah. All right. So um, this story is about Micaiah. Y'all don't laugh at my pronunciation. How he warns Ahab. So Basically, Syria and Israel, they had three years of no war, so it was like peace. But then Jehoshaphat, who was the king of Judah, went to go visit the king of Israel. Oh, like, should we go and take out the king of Syria and go fight at Ramoth Galilee? So Josephat was like, yo, I'm with you if you with me and we can go do this thing, right? So, but we need to go ask the Lord if it's okay. So, um, they got all the prophets together to be like, yo, should we go and fight with the Ramoth of the Galilee or whatever, or should we not? And so they all was like, yeah, if you go do it, the Lord is gonna give it to you, and it's gonna be all right, and it's gonna be it's gonna be good, and so forth and so forth. So then Jehoshaphat was like, "But there's still one dude that you didn't bring, and that's Micaiah, and like he is really good about telling stuff or whatever, but I'm not his biggest fan or whatever, right?" Because he always got something to say. I mean, it's a good word, but he always got some evil or whatever. So Jehoshaphat was like, don't say that, don't say that. 
I mean, he cool. He with the Lord and everything. So we, but we need to go talk to him. So then, you know, uh, what's his name? Anah says, okay, okay, bring Micaiah. So Micaiah come and all of them had their robes on and stuff and they, they chilling on their throne and everything. And then they at the gate of, of, of Samaria or whatever, I guess, right? Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all chime in. Anyway, <laughs> uh-huh. so then it's this, this dude, Zedekia. He got the son, Cheneha, or Chene, uh, Chitty Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. So, and then he had some horns that he had made for himself to protect himself. And he was like, yo, we can go, we can go get with it right now with the horns that I made and we're going to be all right and all that. And we can go up the Ram of Galilee and we're going to prosper because the Lord has said so. And everybody else was like, yeah, 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 yeah. The Lord has said so. But Makai was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, it's nice that you be encouraged and be a be of the Lord. But I, but, 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 you know, I'm gonna tell you what the Lord tells me. I'm not gonna tell you no lie. So they all the rest of them like, but nah, if you go, the Lord is gonna make it. He gonna make it. He gonna do it. He gonna do this. Thing, you're gonna win they're gonna fall and then everybody gonna kiss your feet and your robes and put on your scarves and and, and everything and 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 all of that but then micaiah was like i mean i could tell you that you're gonna win and everything but that's not what the lord told me and so then ahar was like yo tell me the truth like tell me for real for real that this is what 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 it's supposed to be tell me in the name of the lord tell the truth on on god tell the truth so he's like so i see your people and i see your people like all over the place like scattered debris on the highway (laughs) and um, unfortunately unfortunately they have nobody to pick them up like not the trash man to round them up to like round up all the trash and everything (laughs) No, they are bad. Y'all are by yourself. You are scattered trash. Like, you know, the recycle people ain't going to come pick up the recycling. The trash people ain't going to pick up the trash. Like, you just going to be scattered. Like, nobody's going to use you in the way you need to be used. Like, that's how your people going to be. So, you know, you probably shouldn't go fight this war in Rama the Galley because, like, you gonna your people going to be done because guess what? They're not going to have nobody to lead them because you're not going to be there because you're going to get killed. Not killed, but killed. Mm-hmm. So they were like, but you supposed to be telling me good stuff. You're not supposed to be telling me evil. And then mm-hmm. he's like, let me tell you what I had seen. I had seen the Lord on his throne in heaven, chilling with all his people. And they were like, yo, who's going to go tell Ahab to go up the rims of the Galilee and go croak? And then a spirit came and was like, I'll persuade him. Don't you worry. And he's like, but in what way? And he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll go send some liars out, and you know, that'll, that'll persuade him, and he'll go. So, you know, what I'm trying to tell you, bro, they all lying. That's the lying spirit that the spirit has sent out. That had told the Lord that they're going to do what they're going to do to make the thing happen. What is going to happen? So, Chitty Bang Bang came and slapped Micaiah. Mm-hmm. It was right like, in the face. In the face. <laughs> on the cheek. That's because people don't like being told the truth. Yeah. Right. But he slapped him. It was <laughs> like, I dare you say that. 
You need mm-hmm. to go. You need to go sit in the chamber and think about yourself because you're a liar. So then they was like, take Micaiah, take him back to where he was and, and, and put him in prison and, and feed him the bread of affliction in my mind and the, in the water of affliction until I come back. So basically they basically telling him to drink toilet water and eat mm. toilet paper. <laughs> mm. And so then Makai was like, okay, um, if you actually come back, mm-hmm. she, she was like, you actually, if you come back, if you come back, if <laughs> you come back, bro, if you come back, the Lord didn't tell me. And, and he said to everybody else, y'all are going to be the debris on the highway. Take heed, my friends, take heed. So they're like, Whatever we about to go to, we about to go up to me and Jehoshaphat about to go up to the realm of Galilee. That man, it just it just hit home with how people are casualties of someone else's pride. Mm. No, when you said when you said that they're gonna be debris, it's like they had the option, but they still decided to follow. But they yep. did not recognize that they were following someone who was so prideful mm-hmm. to yep. hear the truth and yep. their casualties of it. Yep. Yep. Sorry, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> so, in any case, they go up to the Ramoth of the Galilee, Jehoshaphat mm-hmm. and Ahab. They go up. And so then <laughs> um, Ahab was like, I'm going to go put on this disguise this beard in this hat. But you put your robes on and go and and, 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 and go in the in the back. And so they go. So the, the king of Syria had like thirty two captains and all his people and was like, fight with no one small or great, but only with the king of Israel. So the little captain people, they saw Jehoshaphat and were like, that's the king of Israel. And so they came and they was about to get at him and all that. But then they realized that he wasn't the king of Israel. In fact, another dude came up and like said, look at this dude with this beard and his hat. And he just got his bow and shot. And that was actually the king of Israel they have. And it went through the joints of his armor. And then that's when Ahab was like, oh my gosh, I've been shot by Aaron. Y'all got to take me out. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all got to get shot by Aaron. Hey, back in the old. day, that was, look, um, back in the day, that was their gun, okay? Yeah. Right, 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 right. So they were like, take me out, take me out, take me out. I got to go, I got to go. So then they like, like the battle, the, the battle. Right, right, in the chariot. So the battle was still being fought and increased. And they propped the king up facing the Syrians, and my man didn't make it. He died that evening. The blood ran out like everywhere, all on the chariot after they had got it reupholstered and everything. So sad. And then, like, they were, they were like, every man to his city and every man to his country. So, you all on your own, each of his own survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. And, like, he was brought back to Samaria. And they buried him in Samaria. They washed the chariot out in the pool of Samaria. 
and while they were doing that, some random dogs was like, oh, look, there's the blood of the king. Let's lick it up. And then this is the part that was tripping me out. They, the blood, the dog licked up the blood of the king in the pool of Samaria while the harlot bathed. Mm, and said, ooh. And this was according to what the Lord had said. So now, everything that my man Ahab had done, the ivory house, all the cities and stuff, they are not written in the book of Chronicles of the king of Israel, so Ahab rested with his father's sin. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. His son, uh, his son, Ahaziah, he took over and, uh, reigned in his place because, uh, he, he, he gone. Because basically, they was all scattered over the highway, like debris, because he ain't come back. And um, I guess uh, Makai was still drinking toilet water and he was going to pay <laughs> for Makai. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so I labeled this, um, we don't talk about Makai. And the reason why I did that is because everybody knows the song, We Don't Talk About Bruno. Um, and in Encanto, <laughs> Makai and Bruno, they, they have a lot of similarities, right? So, they mm-hmm. both they both are prophets, right? They both tell mm-hmm. the future, right? Um, and people don't want to be around them because they tell the future, and the future not always good, especially when you're not doing right. Ahab was like, amen. That Ahab was not doing right. Um, so his future probably was not bright. And when Micaiah told him the truth, he didn't like it, so he didn't even want to yep. consult with Micaiah and then when he and then when Micaiah told him the truth he didn't put this man in jail um so that's why just kind of like Bruno Bruno was behind the wall for I don't know how long 10 years or something he was locked up behind the wall um <laughs> so that's why I labeled it this but do you do you guys see some similarities or some differences with the Bible version of Encanto, because that's kind of what this is, versus the Disney version. Yeah. So, all right, go ahead, Mary Bear. Go ahead. I was, I was gonna say the um, at least with at least with the Bible version of of, of this, it's more or less like the people aren't listening to him, um, which thinks because he's really telling him a word and he's coming from a holy place. And with Encanto itself, I feel like Encanto is actually worse because his own family, his own mother turned her back on his prophesizing. And I mean, the king is the king, but you know, most people would say, you know, the king or whomever they, it's not that they don't care, but I feel like most people take heed to their, their family more than like anybody else so actually it's funny y'all say that because i watched in cancer for the 80th time today with my kids and um i actually was even sadder because i sat there and thought about how abuela was just not receptive to her family in general because she was so busy trying to uphold the magic so i guess in a sense you could think about how ahab was trying to uphold his 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 royalty and his his uh, presence and his place in royalty so much that he didn't uphold Micaiah and he threw that in the trash but what was worse, at least with Encanto they got back together and worked it out but uh, Ahab died mm-hmm. 
So that was so what was prophesied. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. But if he had just listened and did not go mm-hmm. to the realm of Galilee and just mind his business, because there was no war, no way. They mm-hmm. would have been good. They mm-hmm. would have been chilling. But I see, like, there's also similarities, like I said earlier, you know, the pride. Both scenarios, there is pride in the leadership. And like you said, um, Mayor Bear, it is all about what they want to uphold. Is the image of those who are around them. And with Makai, I mean, you know, even though we think that that's not like, you know, maybe that wasn't like his family, but that is basically the household he's in. That's his bloodline. Yeah. So, you know, it's still family that turned against him. You know, people that he believes serve the same God as he. Yeah, that's right. And sometimes church family can really hurt you. So, My Lord, they're the ones that do hurt you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, Mayor Bear, I want to kind of piggy, piggyback on what you said about the ending. So in in Kanto, it was a happy ending, right? Because finally, yep. the family listened to this prophetic man, and oh. they were able to change their behavior so that their house did not completely crumble. And then they grew stronger from, from that. Oh. Whereas right. in this situation... Um, you know, the Bible, it ain't always a happy ending in some of these Bible stories. <laughs> um, but he did not listen to Micaiah. Um, and I, I really do feel like sometimes God sends prophetic words to us so that we can change, you know, and change our ways so that we don't end up in doom. Like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, even even for us as mothers, we're all three of us are mothers. You know, we tell our kid, hey, don't touch that hot stove. Hey, don't touch that hot stove. You're going to get burnt. That's like a prophecy saying, if you touch that hot stove, you're going to get burnt. And if they touch it, our prediction came true. But if they learn from their mistake and say, you know what? You know, I know this is coming from a place of love. I know that, you know, mom is honest and true. I'm not going to touch that stove. Then guess what? They don't get burnt. So... I think the same could have happened for Ahab um, if, you know, he had listened because the prophecy is if you go to war, then you're going to die. So if he didn't go to war, he might not have died or he would have died eventually, but not on the battlefield with all his people scattered. So, right, right. And then I think, too, the other thing that's really interesting is that he's the king. And he ended up being in the same line of dogs and harlots. They licked up his, the dogs licked up his blood and the harlots were bathing in his, in the pool where they were cleaning his chariot. So it was almost like putting him to shame in a sense, if you think about it, which I'm pretty sure he probably, uh, wouldn't have been very happy about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, back then, I mean, if you're a woman, you be- you beneath everything. So if you a harlot, right. I mean, you even beneath the women. So it's like he here he was up high on his throne, a king, and where he died at? He died underneath, you know, the, the lowest of the lowest. So another thing that I got from it was when they were in the battle, number one, Ahab, 
he was like, I'm going to just, you know, disguise myself like he was trying to trick the prophecy. Right. And Jehoshaphat was still in the in the in the uh, royal, you know, things. And I'm thinking, Jehoshaphat, you're not so smart. You know, they're trying to kill the king and you just going to sit there like the king, like you that bold, that brave. But mm -hmm. in the middle of the um, the soldiers, the Sumerian soldiers come in at him, he called out for God. He asked God to help him. And then after that, they realized that Jehoshaphat was not the king of Israel and they they went away in the other direction. And I thought that was just very interesting that at least Jehoshaphat, number one, he had sense enough to even um, talk to, you know, consult with a man of God. Um, and right now, you know, we can consult with God directly. So to consult with God directly, first of all, before he even made a major decision like going to war, um, and then secondly, when he made a bad decision and he was, you know, facing repercussions and in the midst of being attacked, he called out to God for help. So I think those are like two very power th powerful things that Jehoshaphat did in this whole story. Yes, I agree. And I also think that it's kind of funny because like Ahab, I, 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 now that you said that, I just thought of it. I also feel like it was like a, uh, almost like a selfish move that Ahab was like, I'm going to go disguise myself. But you, bruh, uh -huh. you go ahead and be the king. Because I almost feel like he was setting him up to be killed so he could live, which yep. was really selfish of him. Because for real, for real, it would have been smart if he was like, yo, we both should disguise ourselves so that we, you right. know, rather than telling him to wear his robe. Right, he was, but trying, you know to, why? He was trying to pull. But you know over. why? That's because in his heart, he knew that the prophecy was correct, y'all. Yeah, think about it. He mm. knew. That's true. So That's he's true. thinking, "Hey, I can still be conniving and deceiving, making someone else take that place." But God ain't no fool, right? God knows everything we do, and He turned it right around, and they found the right one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. But he could have, but he could have, he could have got out. He could have actually just not went to war. Kind of yes. like, even, even though we, even though we're talking about the Bible, but for a secular reference, that video with Keisha Cole that she did with Tyrese, and he was about to go rob, he about to go rob the bank or kill some people with the people, and he told him to pull over and he got out. Mm -hmm. Ahab could Ahab could have been like, you know, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. I'm not gonna fight this war. And he would have been fine. His people wouldn't have been scattered like debris. He wouldn't have had his chariot that got reupholstered, washed in the pool with the harlots and the dogs and licking up his blood. He would have been fine. He would have still had all his little white houses and all his stuff. And his son Azahi or whatever his name was would have just still been the prince. He wouldn't have been the king. Because mm -hmm. he would have been the king because he would have been alive. Mm -hmm. But you know what, though, y'all? Because, you know, I like to relate to our life right now. How many times have we tried to outsmart God? I know. <laughs> I know I did so many times trying to be slick. Like, I know what God will want me to do. But if I do this, that's kind of like compromising mm -hmm. and maybe still cover me. You know, we take grace and mercy and forgiveness and we, we use we take it. advantage of it. And yeah. let's be real. Like, we know this, this is not what God wants us to do, but we're going to do it anyway because we want to do it, right? Mm -hmm. We want to prove it wrong. Like, mm -hmm. we can get out of it. We can do it. 
So I think, I mean, that's probably where his mentality was. Like, yeah, I know this might happen, but let me see if I can get out of it. Yeah, exactly. That's let me true. see if I can get away with it. Yup. Yep. <laughs> we do it all the time. <laughs> yep, we sure that's do. True. With that's money, true. With, true. with buying stuff. Let me see. Girl, <laughs> let me buy this Gucci bag and then God will make a way for my rent to be paid. Hello. You better sell that Gucci bag and pay that rent because that money right. was for the rent. You're like, Girl. if I, you know, if I buy this today, then if I just don't eat for the next three days, I'll be all right. I got ramen noodles. <laughs> three different ways. <laughs> Pretty, pretty much, look, be taking some ketchup and mayonnaise. French dressing. Right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yep. Just the other day I bought something. I was like, ooh, I just said I wasn't going to buy nothing. And then I was like, but it's for somebody else, though, right? Trying to play like it wasn't really Justify. for me. You know? I, I bought that for my husband. God, I didn't buy anything for me. He mm, literally justified said that. it. Literally said that to God. <laughs> Just yeah. the other day, but we do do it all the time, and oftentimes we don't even think about it, you know. So you know, and it could be as simple as buying something you shouldn't have bought, mm -hmm. um, sleeping with someone you shouldn't have slept with. It's Hello, like, it's a big one. Ooh. Hello, I and mean, then you woo. have a lifetime of eighteen years of dealing with it. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Or the rest of, or the rest of your life, you might be having an affliction that you can't shake. That's true. Ooh. too. there you go. That's true yeah. too. But then it could be stuff like, I mean, this was, in this case, it was a war, right? Mm -hmm. And and we have wars in our life all the time with our bosses, yep. with people we don't like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. with people we try to serve with, but, you know, we we might not necessarily uh, approve of something they do, or they, they might not like us, and we sometimes we will go off and start wars with someone. Oh, I'm going to tell her off because... She did blah 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 da 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 da, and you know, do we ever like we half the time we don't even seek God's guidance when we about to go tell somebody off. We just tell somebody off. We don't, we don't. So because we just, we just gotta do without even thinking the prophets, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Amen. Because I mean, in the word it says, "Revenge is God's, not ours." But you know, our human self, we always want to tell somebody off because we got to get it off our chest. Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep it inside. I got to let it out. But you really, when your words come out, you cannot take it back. It doesn't matter how often you apologize or if it's out there, it's just out there. And then you start regretting for the rest of your life those words because now that relationship has changed forever. You know? Yeah. So, so important. So important in a marriage, yeah. too. We really yeah. got to oh. watch... Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll take it. Sometimes you be sitting there <laughs> like he don't know what he's talking about. He gonna fall flat on his face, and I'm about to tell him exactly how, when, why, where, and 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 how come. Mm -hmm. But instead of sometimes taking a silent role and being supportive and letting them figure it out on their own and just being there to help them cope through it, rather than like. You stupid. This not gonna happen. This not gonna work. Blah 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 blah. It's 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 an easier thing to do to tell mm -hmm. them what's wrong rather than to let them find out what's wrong. Especially if sometimes the Lord is teaching them a lesson that they need to teach. That's not gonna hurt anybody except for maybe their pride or their ego. 
But, you know, if it's going to make y'all be homeless, it's a different story, which, you know, I don't think he would let us have happen. But sometimes people got to learn. So you just got to let them be it. But you just be the supportive one rather than sitting there, even though it looks really dumb from like way, way afar. But you just got to be like, yeah, <laughs> do that. Or just be like, let me know how that works for you. I'm yeah. here. I'm here well, to I'm here to assist. Right. Well, as women, we, well, as wives, we definitely have to learn how to pick our battles. And Ooh. I think that this is one of those instances where Ahab did not know how to pick his battle. He was one track mind. They got this land. It's supposed to be my land. So I'm gonna pick this battle. Um, but as wives specifically and wives, whatever, co-workers, friends, whoever, we got to learn how to pick our battles. And when we, when somebody does something that we are offended by or something that, you know, we, we don't, we want them to do it a different way, you know, whatever it is, we want them to discipline our kids a, a different way or whatever. We got to, we got to think, is this something that is worth a war? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or is this yep. something that I can, you know, that I could just be like, okay, and deal with it. Because when mm -hmm. you wage a war against your husband or against your friends every day, <laughs> mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. a big problem because you mm -hmm. wage a war about the toilet seat. You wage a war about, I don't know what else they do. They're stinky feet, whatever. <laughs> you wage a war about everything. <laughs> you wage a war about everything and get tired after a while, right? <laughs> No, I, just, I mean, I was just thinking about that because um, before I got married, one of the deaconesses, uh, God rest her soul, she was giving us an example about her and her marriage and how her husband always will drink something and instead of putting it in the sink, he will put it on the side of the sink. Mm -hmm. And that irritated her so much. She said for a good 10 years, she went back and forth with him about it, just kept on arguing with him. And she learned as the years went by that he's not going to change. So then she was like, this is a battle that I don't need to fight. I just mm -hmm. have to adjust myself. You hear that, right? Adjust myself and be able to be content and fix what needs to be fixed. So every time he did it, she would put it in the sink. Every time he did it, she would put it in the sink. And it became her routine because it was mm -hmm. such a small thing for her to be battling with her husband about. Yes. So I took that, but I, I promise you sometimes my patience, I'm like, Lord, how does she do it? Because I don't know how I could keep on just keep, you know, adjusting myself. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I'm like, I know you see me keep doing it. <laughs> Why can't you adjust yourself? <laughs> but it's, mm -hmm. he's not called to adjust himself. I'm called to adjust myself to be able because that's an issue that I have. It's mm -hmm. a battle that I'm, you know, I'm battling with. It, it doesn't bother him. It bothers me. So mm -hmm. I need to adjust myself, correct? So mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. just laughing about that because it's, oh, Lord. Mm. There's a lot of things you learn when you get married that mm -hmm. you didn't. Ooh. And that's the truth. It's I mean, the truth. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the littlest things. You're like, I did not know this, Lord Jesus. What is happening? Like, I dated this man for years. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, you know, it's stuff that you just have to kind of, like you said, pick your battles. You just, you can't argue about everything. It's not healthy. Like, right. physically, emotionally, it's not healthy. 
period. It will make you sick if you have to always come at your spouse about mm -hmm. the smallest things. Your relationship will go nowhere, honestly. Because yeah. yeah. they will hate to want to come home. They will hate to want to talk to you about anything. So, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. Just, just because the thorn is in my on my side, in my side doesn't mean that it's comfortable. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not comfortable, but we have to adjust. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. Mm -hmm. Yep, and it also brings back the whole idea of when it comes to not just your spouse, but then like, you know, the random people, the coworker, the people you're serving mm -hmm. with. You don't want to let anyone steal your joy either. Yeah, so right. Instead of giving them the power over you, because I was just having a conversation with my husband about that, you have to learn to take back whatever they might have said that hurt you affected you whatever and just you know use it in a way of like learning from it instead of you know like he's putting that cup on the side of the sink you know what it gives you a time to make sure that guess what he's not doing what I hate when you take the cup you don't rinse the cup the residue is in the cup you stick it in the dishwasher and then the residue gets stuck in the dishwasher but then you have to wash the cup again because if you had just rinsed the cup the first time and got the niblets out it would have been okay see if you rinse the cup you only have to wash it once lord <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so see that's a great way of saying how that works. Or pretty much if you have a coworker that's supposed to do a report and they never do the report and you're the one who always proofs the report, then you don't have to worry about maybe your boss coming back asking you to do the whole report when you just proof and fix the little things and it's just quicker that way. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, it's little mm -hmm. silver linings with that. With and you know, prayer works, y'all. Yes. Prayer works. And just going back to like Jehoshaphat, you know, when he prayed <laughs> and then all of a sudden they were like, wait a minute, you're not the king. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it was like, okay, God, uh, I need your help here. So please don't let me go falling down because of this fool. Right. And to be honest, <laughs> and to be honest with you, Jehoshaphat, for real, for real, he, he just, he was the one who wanted to talk to Micaiah in the first place. Right. And he even said, don't talk bad about Micaiah. Micaiah is of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Ahab was like, he don't mean me no good because this man don't ever got nothing out. You know, and it, it just goes back to it's not that he doesn't have something positive to say. It's just that what he has to say isn't what you want to hear. Right. Mm -hmm. I bet you Makai was in jail, um, in jail <laughs> eating that toilet paper and praying for Jehoshaphat. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. And he probably was like, Lord, Lord, can you let me know when Ahab comes? Just let me know. You know how they say God, God protects babies and fools? Well, Makai uh -huh. <laughs> was like, well, Jehoshaphat being a fool. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much because Jehoshaphat it's just like if somebody said oh yeah we're about to go to you know a party that's against people who wear yellow and then you come and wear a yellow, right. yellow. Exactly. <laughs> what did y'all think about like the fact that 400 so-called prophets were saying yeah go to war go to war go to war and just one person 
who was Micaiah. But that's the that's the false prophets, though. I mean, there's so many of false prophets (laughs) that are walking around saying, God said so, God told me so. But if you realize when it's a true prophet, God already put that in your spirit. So it's a confirmation, Mm. you know, and I know that he knew that's why he rejected it. And that's the reason why he tried to put an imposter in his place, because he knew he knew in his heart it was true. God already prepped you before he sent a prophet to speak to you. It's, yeah. it's not going to be a shocker. It's not going to be a surprise because you already know. So the other prophets, they were there, the false prophets to me. They were just to please him. So that's not really speaking for God. You're just there to please man. So right. that's how I see it. It's only it only takes one and God will speak through that one that is able to, you know, go for it and tell it like it is. And that was Micaiah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so numbers, numbers really like in these kind mm-hmm. of circumstances, numbers shouldn't be like just because the majority rules or the majority um yep. says one specific thing, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it's the right thing. Nope. I mean, 500 people can say, you know, uh, you should beat her up. You should beat her up. Okay, I'm I'm taking Mm -hmm. it back to my my days in D.C. public school. (laughs) All right, so, you know, (laughs) people might come and be like, oh, she took your man. You should beat her up. You should beat her Mm -hmm. up. And I'm like, and then it might just be that one friend that you have, like, nah, just let it go. Mm-hmm. And that's the right thing to do. So, I mean, just because the majority of the people say this is this is what you should do, that doesn't mean that that's the right thing to do. Right. Because you probably broke up with that man like two days after. Mm-hmm. And you would have gotten your face beat up and looking crazy all because of other people influencing you to do something stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we definitely have to pray for discernment because I'm telling you, I don't have yes. a discernment, um, mm-hmm. but we got to pray for it. And so we can tell when someone is, you know, really being honest, someone is Correct. really, you know, speaking a true prophet versus a, a fake one because there's all kinds mm-hmm. of that going around. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. honestly, there's whole religions based on false prophets. So... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I've had a false prophet try to speak on me and I looked at him upside down. Well, like, tell us about okay. that. What happened with that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, first of all, if you're going to prophesy over me, you need to get your uh, facts straight. They said mm. that I had four brothers. I don't have four brothers. Man, <laughs> man look, <laughs> let's get our facts straight if you're going to speak on my life. So, he was like, you need to be careful how you come before God. And you have four brothers who I was like, uh, no, I don't have four brothers. So I corrected him and he didn't mm-hmm. like my tone and the way I was, you know, standing strong. So then he moved next to the next person next to me. Yeah, I I, oh, I didn't take it. I just let him know mm, you got the wrong person. Sorry. <laughs> was this in church or was this? This was in the church, yes. <laughs> Not oh, my current boy. one, but this was in college too. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting, because you know, you it's 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 hard because you want to 
think that you feel safe at church and you want to think that mm -hmm. people aren't going to be trying to lead you down the wrong path in church but people go to church try try hunting for sheep yes yes Mm -hmm. So you still have to be careful there too. But mm -hmm. I found that that's interesting. You have to speak the truth because some people might just stand there and be like, oh, that's not correct, but I'm still going to take him speaking over my life. No, mm -hmm. sir, you're not speaking over my no. life because you didn't even get the number one, number two fact straight. So mm -hmm. I know that's not God because God know how many brothers and sisters I have. <laughs> right, right. And, and I mean, even in the Bible, it says that you're supposed to test that. Like if a, a, mm -hmm. someone comes to you claiming to be a prophet, right. you have to test it. You that know? spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Well, family, that is all the time we have for the show today. I hope that this message has blessed you. And I'm just going to go ahead and close in prayer. I pray that wherever you're listening from and whoever you are listening with, that you are blessed by this message, by any readings that you might have on your own from the Bible. I pray for wisdom. I pray for understanding and all that you read, especially when reading these Bible stories and listening to them. And I just want you to remember that no matter how figurative, literal, scientific, spiritual, conventional, contemporary, broad, or deep, you interpret the stories of the Bible, it all boils down to this. God is good, humans are flawed, and love is the answer. Peace and blessings.